The Mental Rep. <laughs> Welcome back to The Mental Rep, a district podcast where each week we dive into the complex topics of training, nutrition, and recovery with a roundtable discussion led by top professionals in the fitness and sports performance realm. My name is Daniel Boulay. I'm joined together by my co-host, Neil Portolano. Hey, what's going on, guys? And I'm joined, or we're joined today with... Jason Portillo. 90KG USAPL. <laughs> 90KG USAPL. <laughs> Junior? Junior now, yeah. Junior, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You were a teen during your first meet. Yeah, I was. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so... Goddamn. Yeah, why don't you um, walk us through, like, your first... Actually, how did you meet us? Or how, how did you, like, okay. find us? So, I remember around, like... Not last summer, two summers ago, I was just had lost a good amount of weight. And I was like, maybe like 180. Right now I'm sitting around like 200, just like to give you an example. I was like, maybe 180. Like the lightest I've ever been. Were you single? At, huh? Were you single? At the time? Yeah. Okay. okay. Not any, yeah. I'm not a single anymore. But um, <laughs> so I remember, I, I, remember I, I wanted to start powerlifting because my one of my best friends he started powerlifting and i saw how strong he was getting so i was like i want to start powerlifting but i have no idea how to like get into that so i tried programming myself for a couple of weeks and i tore my meniscus (laughs) 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 i was just like pushing like rpe 10 doubles on squats like every every two days thinking like i was going to get somewhere doing that and then i ended up i I went to the doctor torn lateral meniscus went into surgery wasn't an invasive surgery at all um came back and i was like okay i still want to power lift i just don't know how to so then i started looking for a coach on instagram and i came across you guys because i saw jorge was tagged in an adelante video mm-hmm. and i'm like he looks like a cool dude let me like sign up on his like instagram and i was expecting a call from him but i got dan instead <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, i was expecting this macho machismo uh man you know before the long hair and he got no, no, i'm just kidding no dan's great dan's great yeah and then ever since then signed up came here like met all you guys and it's just been an amazing time since nice and you know you're not always here all the time you know what i mean yeah no like maybe once every two months yeah but once a quarter kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Graces <laughs> us a, with his presence. Once a semester. <laughs> um, but you are one of our remote clients, remote athletes. Yeah. So how has that been? Um, your whole remote athlete experience? Um, at first it was a little weird to get used to because I was like, I'm doing these workouts, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting much guidance behind them at first. Because I just didn't know that I could reach out to Dan whenever I wanted to. <laughs> it was so weird. I was I'd have to reach out like every yeah. like week, week and a half, and be like, "Hey, dude, how are how are things going?" Like, what's because <laughs> I, I was just like, I, I don't I don't want to bother him. Like, I know he's a busy dude, so I was like, I'll just do my workouts and like keep to myself. I'll just follow the program. But then once I realized I could reach out to him, and even you guys too, I was like, "All right, like I can start sending my workout videos to them." And um, towards like I guess like maybe two three months in, that's when things started to pick up a little bit, and you know started getting moving. I talked to Dan about competing. We signed up for our first meet and then he guided me through that entire process and remotely because I didn't come here very often while I was in prep for that. And it went pretty well for my first meet, I'd say. Pretty fucking solid. Yeah. <laughs> like you're still a teen lifter crushing some numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you hit? I totaled 1220. It took me like three to four years to hit like 1300, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, same. It wasn't until like when I was at my heaviest at like 180. Like Yeah that Adelante like charity meet that I first hit 1300. People don't realize how long that takes. You know what I mean? Meet to meet, like you're not going to have your best performance each meet. And maybe you might um, increase your your numbers uh, to, your, to your total or on the single lifts. Like 
um, every other meet. Um, but you know, it's it it takes a long time to really build that total. And I think the best thing about it is like since you started with us, we, we created a baseline for you. Yeah. At your first meet, and then now you, we can be like, oh, this is your first meet, second meet, third meet, fourth meet, whatever. You're you're hitting these totals now. Yeah, you know, which is cool. Mm-hmm. See the progression. Like I think one of the biggest things I had to remind myself while in prep was to just like Dan says, like just stay in the pocket. I, I tend to let my ego get the best of me sometimes and I like overshoot. Like in my Instagram bio, I have like overshoot king. Just because I tend to <laughs> do overshoot. You really? Yeah. Are you do you do you have a power lifter in your IG bio? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, really? No. Then we don't know that you're actually a power lifter. Oh, it says USAPL 90 kg. So I'd okay. assume people. Okay, would okay, know. okay. Yeah. I, I I've been I've been I've been good these past couple of weeks. You know, I've been staying in the pocket. But That's why everything feels pretty good right now. Yeah. But I'm uh yeah, I mean I was really satisfied with how my meet came out i the numbers i hit were pretty pretty good i was not expecting to hit any of the numbers i did mm-hmm. and obviously i just thanks to all of you guys for helping me with that that was that like just a new experience i learned a lot a lot and i'm ready to do it again which you're about to in a few weeks yeah in a couple of weeks. i think now six weeks out gobbler right yeah yep. Iron Gobbler. I have a few people competing there. Yeah, Nate's competing. So oh, really? with the big boys. Nice. But you're you're which session are you in the afternoon? Afternoon. afternoon. 90, yep. Nice. It's gonna be fun, dude. Yeah, I wanted to do 82 and a half, but then after I, I finished competing last May, I think I cut for maybe two months. It just it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It wasn't for me. <laughs> or but, you texting me like, dude, I'm doing 90. I'm like, well, that was short-lived. Because <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't even so much the fact that like losing the weight was hard. It was just like I just couldn't find the like the the discipline in me to be like i actually want to drop down 82 and a half no i just wanted to be lighter but like mm-hmm. i feel good where i'm at right now i feel mobile yeah i don't feel like sluggish i get a little winded when i climb up the stairs every now and then but that's fine <laughs> so, so i think we gotta start doing a little cardio tossing that into your programming but quick story like um the first powerlifting meet I did or USAPL meet I did was uh, States, right? In 2017, I think. And Dan and I actually competed against each other, right? And we were both- Oh yeah, dude, you beat me by like being a half kilo lighter. <laughs> oh yeah, half <laughs> kilo lighter. Nonsense. We, we told him the same exact thing, but you beat me on Wilkes back in the day. Now it's Dots. Now it's Dots, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, we were both 74 kilo lifters. And then, man, I, I went to the Philippines that summer. And I don't know if you know anything about Filipino food, but it's pretty good, but super fatty, super mm-hmm. rich, real uh, delicious. And I came back like an 83 kilo lifter. 80. <laughs> you were pushing Ooh. like 93. I was pushing 93, maybe well, uh, nine, 90 now. Maybe into what? that year. I was like, just I just kept growing and eating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want, I, was, I had the same like mentality where I was like, yeah, cutting is not for me. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. want to get stronger. I want to build and just, you know, have fun with it. Uh, I guess when you were cutting, did you build better habits with eating? Um, sort of, because it's kind of inconsistent. Because mm. when I was cutting, it was summer. So I didn't have to worry about school. Now I'm throwing school into the mix. It's like, now I actually have to find time to eat. And <laughs> so like some days it's like, some days I'm eating like maybe 3,000 calories. And other days I'm like just cracking 2,500. Okay, okay. So it's like it's all over the place. But I, I try to keep my protein up. And mm-hmm. if I do have a big workout, I try to like carb up before. So like I'm not dying yeah today i just made a mistake and i couldn't find time to eat breakfast so i also had to wake up today at six o'clock because i'd work at seven dang so what do what do you do i'm a pt aide 
PT aid. Awesome. Yeah. Is that something that you're trying to do? Yeah, right now I'm just trying to build my resume up a little bit just because I do plan on going into PT school after undergrad. Um, that's the plan. That is subject to change just because I change my mind like every five months. It's okay. But so far that's sticked. So mm -hmm. we're sticking with it. Awesome. Nice. Nice. I think I changed my major like seven times in college. Yeah, I remember. I remember, I, I remember reading your monologue on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so why physical therapy? Um, so I guess it's kind of like typical when people say it's like, oh, I've been to physical therapy because of an injury and whatever like that. But I did tear my meniscus, my lateral meniscus, and I didn't exactly go to physical therapy. I just came here and worked with Scott for a bit. And then after going through that process, I was like thinking, I was like, all right, do I want to drop out or go to PT school? Very far ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I just leaned against PT school just because I got the job as a PT aide and working there has really showed me like not just the fitness side of exercise, but the rehabilitation side of exercise as well. And it just sparked my interest. And it also helps that my boss has to be like a mentor. He's like a mentor to me. I, nice. Every time I'm at work, it always just feels like a, like, a, like a classroom setting and not an actual work setting. And that has definitely pushed my interest towards the field more. Awesome. I think it's so important to have mentors, right? No, absolutely. Because, you know, it's like that saying, like, hey, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. Um, you know, there's so many people who are doing things that you want to do or already have done it. And the easiest way to learn is go from point A to point B and find somebody who's already got or is already at point B. Mm -hmm. Kind of figure out how they did it and just do it faster than them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's the reason why we, we get coaches, you know, so that we can learn and um obviously we love that if we're getting coached by that person there's something about that coach that we want to um take from not just like the the lifting aspect maybe the programming but what they've accomplished right and um you know the fact that like dan and i have been through or gone through a lot of like programs making our own programs and seeing what works so and what didn't work fucking programs. <laughs> and then just being able to be like oh i think this works Yo, you know conjugate conjugate dude that's that's a throwback yeah but um that's like the number one thing what i love about coaching and trying to look for a coach you know someone mm -hmm. that piques your interest someone that you know you align well with and in their um in their morals and values and then also just becoming a, a friend too you know what i mean yeah yeah so like your mentor um is he like do you look at him as like an older figure? He's older than you, obviously, but like... Uh, he's not that old. He's like 30, 31. 31? Yeah. Okay. So he's kind of like more of like an older brother type figure nice. to me. Yeah. Uh, just because like the relationship him and I have is just very like... Uh, I don't want to say like boss and employee. It's like where he treats me as a friend. Mm -hmm. And that is just good because every time I go to work... Like, don't get me wrong. It's a job. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to go to work today. Like mm -hmm. today. But there are days where I'm like, you know, I'm already having a pretty good day. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to work and it's going to be a good day just because I'm, I'm probably going to learn a couple of new things and I'm going to leave more intelligent than I was when I started my shift. <laughs> so I guess try to maintain your schedule of work and school and training. Like, how do you manage that? Um, so the big thing for me is just building a routine and habits. So at least for like when the, I, I usually mark the start of like a new period like by semesters because that's just how school starts also so like the first two weeks of a semester are kind of like my grace period to play around with my schedule a little bit so right now in the summer I was working like 24 to 32 hours so like I had nothing else going on other than like the gym so it's easy to manage but now with classes and stuff I'm still working three days a week but my hours got cut in half so usually I, I planned my schedule ahead of time because I knew I was going to be working during the semester. 
So my class schedules gave me three days open so that I can have general flexible working hours that most companies could work with. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I usually just put my workouts wherever they fit. So like I usually have like two to three hours of time to, to work out depending on what the workout is for that day. Dude, he sounds like a better student than both I of know. us combined. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, I'm listening to everything that you're saying right now. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I not do this in college? <laughs> I wouldn't have taken so long undergrad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not always perfect. I mean, obviously there are days where like, I just don't do anything other than like the gym and my my job. And I just forget about school because it's not fun. So you yeah. just get degrees. Scott would not be happy if I said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not here right now. XI, baby. <laughs> but... Yeah, man, I, I feel like, and that resonates a lot with me because like in college, I wish I had like that push. I mean, honestly, I had Dan, you know, but we were friends. Like we were like, he was like an older brother to me as well as your mentor. But, um, you know, we were in the same classes, you know, and <laughs> there were times when we were like, yeah, let's just go to the gym or let's just get food. You know what I mean? Not saying that we, you know, <laughs> all our listeners or anyone in college are athletes to do that, but, um, we were we weren't the best students, you no, know. No, I mean at the end we started picking it up and realizing yeah. like shit, we gotta get our stuff together. But yeah, I think I'm, you definitely learned that a lot mm -hmm. earlier than we did. Yeah, like that's kind of so. This has only just started this year, by the way. I, I, I need to preface <laughs> that. So like, yeah, I know right now it sounds like I have like my shit together. I don't, because um, the first two years of college, like freshman sophomore year, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So when I first got accepted into the Rutgers, I wanted to go into the business school, but I got denied. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'm not going to put in the work to get into the business because I don't want it that bad. So I just decided to stick with exercise science, but I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. So I'd like half-ass all my like my my like requirements and stuff. And I just wouldn't care because I'm like, I don't know what I would do with my life and I don't like school. And it wasn't until this summer where I was like, all right, like PT school is like an option that I'm like actually leaning towards. So let me start trying in school now. Cause like I've done enough in the past two years to get by without like butchering my GPA. Like mm -hmm. I still have, I like came into this year with like a 3.4. So okay, damn, all right. <laughs> so, so right now, like I'm just trying to maintain that and just keep the momentum going. Cause now I actually have a level of like intrinsic motivation to yeah. do good in school. That I had never had before. Mm. Now, is that because of the people that you surround yourself with? Uh, partially. Um, I didn't know that PT school is as competitive as it is to get into until I started talking to my boss about it and like the other, other physical therapists at my job. Um, so once I realized like, damn, like if I don't pick it up now, like I'm just going to get left behind mm -hmm. and like I actually have to start looking for like different uh, opportunities and in, like inpatient therapy, like working at like a hospital setting, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I also want to go into like research, like reach out to some professors at Rutgers and see if I can like just shadow them for a bit. I don't know. Um, but definitely the people I surround myself with. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's so many of our friends, especially even like people in the exercise science field who they went to their undergrad just saying like, I want to go to PT school because that seemed like the practical thing to do. But without like that same mindset that you have right now, a lot of people ended up getting left behind. I know so many friends who, you know, again, they're like my age. They're like in their late twenties, pushing 30, still trying to figure it out because at the same time, they weren't really trying back in undergrad. So, hey man, you're doing pretty well. I'm trying. I guess it's actually a good transition to kind of talk about like the difference between when you were cutting before and then cutting, or not cutting before, but like just your eating habits like before and then now that school started again. Um, can you just kind of like 
tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I was at home in summer, when like when school wasn't like going on, eating was a lot easier to stay consistent with. I would cook my own meals or I'd eat whatever my mom cooked. And like my mom, like recently has transitioned to a healthier lifestyle too. So everything she cooked was like generally healthy and like, I don't want to say lower in calorie, but just not anything I have to worry about, you know, mm -hmm. um, before different story, <laughs> but, um, but now that I'm in school, it's like, I don't cook my own food. Cause I have like a dining plan at Rutgers cause I'm just lazy and don't feel like cooking at, at school. Life of a college student. Yeah. So I just have to depend on whatever the dining hall has. And sometimes just have to resort to just dry chicken and that's fine. But because of like the sporadicness of my schedule, I just have to fit in going to the dining hall whenever I have time. Mm. So sometimes I can only make it to the dining hall once a day. So I'll maybe pile down like 2000 calories in one session, go to class, go like go work out. And then at night I'll like drink a protein shake and like a pack of Belvita cookies or something <laughs> oh <my laughs> and call it a day. It's like not the best, but like I, I'm just doing yeah, what I this can. Is this the first time I'm hearing about <laughs> any of this? Yeah, because like, like why don't we talk nutrition enough? Like what's going on, man? I don't know. You just gotta, just gotta ask me. I just forget, <laughs> I forget to talk about it because it's like, I don't feel like it's affected my workouts necessarily. Yeah. I, I still feel really good when I work out. I still feel like energized throughout the day except mm -hmm. today you caught me on a bad day it's gloomy you know not enough sun yeah. <laughs> not enough calories the night before like yesterday my dinner was a protein shake and like half a box of cheese it's so <laughs> <laughs> it's college it's v20 so again <laughs> oh my god anyway anyways bro um yeah so how is it uh managing like as a college student, how is it managing time for things that you like to do, like maybe going out? And I know that you're in like a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. Like how, how do you, um, for all the listeners who are in college or who are barbell athletes, like what would you tell them, you know, trying to manage time and fun, you know, like. Well, training? I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask that just because I don't really go out. Okay. Um, I just never really was one of those people that liked to go out just because I don't necessarily do well in social settings. So I guess like whenever I do on the small occasions uh it's pretty simple just because i plan for it so if i know i'm gonna like go out or something on like a friday or saturday night i'm just gonna spend the days before like preparing for that mm. so like if i have an sbd on the weekend and i know i'm going out on a friday night then I'm just not going to drink so I can hit my SPD the next day and be fine. Better than us, dude. I was going <laughs> to say, like, dude, like one common theme I'm getting from this conversation, which I'm loving, is that you plan really well. Yeah, You I like try think to. about like what's going on, what's going to happen, you're planning accordingly. You know, where, where did you get that? Um, My girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, one of the things she'd always bugs me about is not like planning my days well <laughs> enough. And during the yeah. summer, I'll give it to her. She's right. During the summer, I don't plan anything because there's nothing to do other than go to the gym and work. Mm -hmm. But now that I have school and I have all these other responsibilities on top of my mind, it's like if I don't plan, then I, my day is going to fall apart. I'm going to spend most of the day just anxiety ridden. And that's never fun. Yeah. Shout out Angela. Yeah. yeah facts. Angela, yeah. Facts. Dude, she's a sounds like a keeper. Yeah, she don't is. Don't mess mm -hmm. that up, man. No, I'm, I'm not. On, I'm not planning on it. Well, I think Dan told, or you told me when we were at Alante how like she's like twenty pounds, thirty pounds away from benching like the same amount. Or what was she? No, no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I was okay. say Dan. Or like for volume, what was it? So I I remember uh, like my last block, Dan had given me a three by seven on like Larson's or something, three count pause or three. It was something like that, 
Something just stupid. Yeah. I was just like, stop being that. Yeah. So I, I, I was doing that with maybe 205. <laughs> okay. Just because it was like ascending, like RP678. Yeah. So it was like my first set of like, like RP6. And I sent her the video and she texted me. She's like, wow, babe, you're only benching like 50 more pounds than I do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not using my legs. I'm pausing it for three seconds and like, let's chill out here. Right? <laughs> but nah, her bench is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is she benching? Damn. Right now, I th- she she had hit 135, but like, it's like one of those things where like, I just know for a fact she has like 20 more pounds on that bench that she's just afraid to do. Yeah. She's working through it though. Okay. Her, her and her coach are doing really well. She's uh, going to compete in January and I'm really excited to see what she's going to hit. She already qualifies for CNATs without okay. with their totals now, with their total now. Dang. And what weight class is she? 48, I think. 48. Mm-hmm. Dang, dude. So you're 90, she's 48, and she's 50 pounds. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. To backtrack a little bit, but she is really helpful in, in helping you like plan out your days and just kind of be a little bit more, um, what's the word? Responsible. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a huge influence on that end. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, if it wasn't for that little push to plan, then I wouldn't be. It, it sounds like I'm organized. I promise you when I go through my days, it's not that organized, but just like on paper, I just try to structure things a little better than I used to do. Yeah. Dan and I worked for a period of time trying to figure out whether I should be working out four days or five days, four mm-hmm. days or five days. And every time we tried five days, I just would just not fucking fall apart. Would not, like my <laughs> shoulder would start hurting me. And then I'd be like, I'm too tired. Like in the fifth day would only be like a day of like accessories too. Like wouldn't be like any compounds, but it just never worked out. And I was like, let's just do four. <laughs> four is the magic number. It's yeah. what's been working. Uh, and I just feel strong so, for four days. So would you say that your relationship with Dan in terms of like coaching uh, or programming, like um, do you guys work together to build the program? Uh, what exercises uh, you guys <laughs> evaluate, like uh, how you did your meets or technique? Like how, is that, how does that work? Dude, yeah. like every like three weeks, I get a different text from him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, can we add this into the program? <laughs> And then I look at my next blog and it's not there. <laughs> and I'm like, Half all right. the time it's there. Half the time it's there. I said I wanted leg extensions. And I never got them. <sighs> Get the man leg extensions, man. Dude, you're in a strength block now. <laughs> yeah, but even as a warm up, let, let the legs grow a little bit, you know? Wait, so I remember you saying, like, yo, I was doing like high bar sixes for the longest time. Oh, no, I was just doing high bar volume for like uh-huh. three months. It started off as like four sets of 10. <laughs> like, RP six, seven, eight, and then like eighty five percent of my of my top set. RP of my top set, mm-hmm. and it was like that for a month. And I remember like that was like the first time in a while that I was working with weight less than three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And I remember setting, I remember, I remember setting the videos to Dan, and I'm like, can we just do something else? <laughs> like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, because after it, like like with that high of volume for me, it was so hard to differentiate like the difference between an RP of six and an RP of seven. It's hard, yeah. It really is. It was just all cardio. Mm-hmm. And Adds then and then the next month was eight. four sets of eight. <laughs> I knew it. And then the month after that, four sets of six. Yeah. And then now we're at three sets of five tempo. Yeah. High bar. Okay, okay. So uh, walk us through that, Dan. Like what's the point of like the, the tens, the eights? Just sucks. Build up mental capacity. No, that's no. Was. Honestly, like Get your mental reps in. <laughs> <laughs> mental. <laughs> that was funny. Thanks. Like that. No, I'm um, honestly, it's like I feel like as a powerlifter, like one of the biggest things, especially like 
back in my day, like people would just end up burning out so quickly during a meet or like they would have such a great strength block. And then once they get to the peaking phase, it's just everything just goes to shit. Mm. Just everything goes down the hill. And one thing that we're really realizing now is like, you know, if you really want to be good, you have to build up that work capacity. You have to build up your cardiovascular endurance, especially within the movements, because then once you kind of build up that GPP, like you're just going to feel in such a good spot. Like right now, like, dude, you just took your opener for four on tempo on a high bar the other day. Yeah, I, I, I trash talk it before and I wasn't happy doing it. But like now, like this far out from it, um, I'm really happy that I did do all that volume, not even just on squat, but like deadlifts bench. and bench too. Like I had a three by eight conventional deadlifts, three by 12 bench. Like it mm -hmm. was just disgusting amounts of volume, but it worked because here I am now six weeks out and I'm repping out numbers that I wouldn't have even considered to be a single in my last prep. Yeah. Like yesterday I hit a three sets of five tempo with 370 pounds, like high bar on squats. Yeah. And that was a single to me mm -hmm. last, last time I was in prep. So I think something we should end <clears throat> off with is, you know, some advice that you guys have given. You, know, you guys have heard his story, heard some of the difficulties he's facing right now, especially in college. You give some advice, you know, you guys have lived through it. I feel like that's yeah. one of the best things we can end off with. Yeah, give me some advice, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say this. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I think the number one thing that a lot of, I guess people your age are going through it in college and trying to be a barbell sports, um, like athlete, like a powerlifter, weightlifter is the planning, you know? And before that's something I really didn't understand because I would just be in the gym all the time. You know what I mean? And then I would just, I'd also do my work in the gym. I mean, I was working at a gym, so it's like, I never really separate the two, but you have the opportunity that you can separate the two. Like when you're in the gym, that's time for you to work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when you're at work, that's when you work. And when you're out of there, you do your schoolwork, you know, and then you have your separate life. So having the balance of just separating things in your life and not saying like, hey, like I am just a power lifter. You know, I'm also a boyfriend. I'm also like a PTA and, um, you know, a brother, a son, like these are other aspects in your life that that are important to you, you know? Mm. So that's that's something that's like a lot of people don't really know how to do. And I felt like I was just like, when I was starting powerlifting, I'm just a powerlifter, you know what I mean? This is me, this is my identity. Yeah. But the fact that you have, that's not your identity, that's awesome, you know? You have anything to add to that, Dan? That was really well said. I wish I said something first <laughs> to follow up with that. Yeah. No, but honestly, like kind of echo what Neil said. It's just like a big thing is like, hey, like figure out where your priorities are. Mm -hmm. um, continuing to prioritize those things, but don't, you know, allow, you know, the gym's always going to be there. You know, I think it's awesome the way that you train, the way that you prep, obviously that your numbers are showing it. But remember to like take like those ebbs and flows of like, hey, like there are times where we're going to push and we're going to even have these conversations where there are going to be times where we pull back a little bit. And part of that is like, hey, to create that balance in your life. And even on our first conversation, it was like powerlifting, there's a lot of burnout. A lot of people get bored with it. And a lot of people drop out, even though they have so much potential, mm -hmm. simply because like powerlifting is very boring. It's very repetitive. And that's how you get good at it, by being okay with the boring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be okay but, with mundane stuff. Yeah. Allow it to, you know, have like those highs and lows and just embrace the consistency behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't fail out of school like me. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best not to. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna also say, what is next for you now? So you know, you, you're gonna you're prepping for this meet, and do you have any like small goals that you want to hit um, besides the numbers? You know, um, I want to qualify for CNETs. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, I don't think, realistically speaking, that's going to happen in November. I don't think I'm going to qualify, but I do want to qualify for next next year. And I want to, I was actually going to talk to Dan about this afterwards. I wanted to take a time off from competing to just build a crazy total mm. and just actually go to CNATS and compete. And not just show up for the experience. That would have been nice if somebody didn't accidentally sign up for <laughs> Gobbler. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, I got a text from this guy like maybe like three months after we were talking about uh, building a total, just building a good base, take some uh, time off. I see a text like, I just signed up for Gobbler. Let's start prepping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're better than me. Like, I feel like I would sign up last minute and then just be like, oh man, there's no more spots. Oh, uh, dude, I camped at like a, like a sneaker drop. Yeah. Like I said, gotta my, do that I, now. I set my yeah, alarm. I woke up and I was like, all right, gobbler, just drop. Let's, yeah, let's, let's sign up. Do it. Um, but I do think that there you should always like at least do a meet to compete. I told you this. Like you gotta compete mm -hmm. to get that skill of competing. You know what yeah. I mean? Just being mm -hmm. being in the um on the platform. Mm -hmm. You know, get the uh, platform rust, as they would say. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe uh after this meet, building your total, getting stronger, maybe doing one tune-up meet, and then just going into the, you know, into CNATS as like a, a beast. Yeah, that's a plan. Yeah, a new reformed athlete who focuses on nutrition and talks <laughs> to their, their coach. <laughs> I do my best. You do your best. He talks pretty well to me yeah. about yeah. training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not about food. <laughs> I forget about that aspect sometimes. I do I do love though when you do send him stuff, Dan will actually send it into our group chat and be like, yo, this guy's like killing it. I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, All right, wow. never mind, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> too much. Don't catch him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah that's a confidence booster. There you go. Damn it, man. Come on, man. Keep him humble. <laughs> I, I just love his energy though. <laughs> but I guess that's it for this week, man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and thank you guys for having me. I I've never been on a podcast before. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Do you have anything um, you want to say to your to the listeners as a, coll a collegiate powerlifter, you know? Um, yeah. So this, uh, I, I didn't preface this by saying I'm not just trying to advertise the district, but I do have to say that signing up with them has been one of the greatest decisions I could have made for not just my powerlifting career, but also just like my life as a whole. I've learned a lot being here. I've learned what I enjoyed, what I don't like, and... I've even been influenced to start coaching myself. I got two clients. Nice, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, like if you guys are just afraid to start lifting and you feel like you need someone to push you, like these are the people to do it. It was great to have you, man. Love you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. The mental rep. <laughs> <laughs>